Geek Shock. How did World War III start? IMDb City of Starships. Uh, this idiot who's his own great-grandfather. Beauty and the Beast, all Klingon production. Futurama. <laughs> Are the Brexit related to the deplorables? Why do the Brexit smell like cheese? <laughs> Is Ducat a Dominion spy? Why does holographic water taste different from replicated water? <laughs> Why am I still wet after leaving raining holodeck? Starfleet manskirt. Holodeck troubleshooting, it won't stop raining. How to rename Alexa computer. Wormhole alien Reddit AMA. <laughs> Purpose of life. Do they play jazz at Coachella on Risa? Why is Ducat repealing Cisco Care? <laughs> Which universe is Steven Universe? Pocket Time Machine Kickstarter. What should I replicate to become Batman? <laughs> Why are we supposed to change view screen resolution each year? What's the name of this Twitter? It's called feed? Riker Googling. It's okay. very funny. Very funny. Yeah, it's subscribe. One word. Yeah. Yeah. It's very funny. Uh dig it, dig it, dig it. Hey guys. Hey what? What's the difference between a garbanzo and a chickpea? <laughs> Trump didn't shell out a thousand bucks to watch a garbanzo. <laughs> 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 it's a good one. allegedly. Allegedly. Protect the non-credible sources. MI six, not wrong. Wrong. You're the double o seven and a half. Wrong. Wrong. Sarah Silverman just did a retweet of the Trump's latest ones, and she put, "Who dis new phone?" I love. I love that. I love that shit. Who this new phone is one of my favorite fucking slams of all time. Who this new phone? Trace oh, below. Shit. A door closes, a urinal opens. Oh, <laughs> Four hours a, ago. Oh, the, a perfect day to watch comedians plying their trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. Dan, Dan Harmon. Ironically, had any candidates honest platform been unite with Russia and have hookers piss on your enemies' beds, I'd have voted for them. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, folks. It's Geek Shock number 371. I am Master Torgo. Piss, piss, piss. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Back check Andy. You're no K, Matt. <laughs> oh! And we're to talk weak and geek, among other disgusting things. Fresh cakes. <laughs> Gentlemen, what geeky things you want to talk about this week that isn't piss related? Piss, piss, piss. Oh, damn. Right? I just skipped yeah. me. Yeah, I just uh, cleared yeah, the room. I, just cleared the- <laughs> I went to see Fun Home. Oh, God, is that playing right now? It's just ended. God damn it. I missed it. Yeah. Oh. Explain. Hopefully, it'll come back through again. Fun it's Home. A, um, uh, Bechtel's uh, musical based on her. Graphic, graphic novel, novel. Yeah. Of, oh. of torture and pain. Yeah. Yes, it's a great graphic <laughs> it, novel. It's really, really good, and it's actually a pretty funny musical. It's got some. It's got. It's got some high. It's got some pathos. It's got some funny bits. Tony it's, nominated. Yeah, apparently it was like doing House of Fire and Broadway, and then Hamilton came around, and nobody was talking about anything else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's yeah, kind of how course. Broadway is right now. Yeah. But oh god, damn it! I'm 
completely forgot that was coming. I now have it's to ask. I have to ask. You, get you, so you go to work, you come home, and you just like shut everything off, and just and then go to work and come home and shut everything. I, I, I not you're pay, always missing everything. Right. I'm not paying attention to a lot was going on in Vegas right now. Okay. Just for my own sanity. Right. Uh, but oh. Yeah, really, that, that's what I wanted to catch. Is it just, just because CES just finished, or you're just in general ignoring what's going on around Vegas? Yeah, just just in general. Okay. Um, Good riddance to CES. Did you have it any makes problems for, that with makes CES? For, that makes for a rough oh. month for for some areas of Vegas. Dude, people mm. are just rude and see. Oh, I'm here for the convention. Okay. <laughs> Good for you. I'd say ninety percent of the people from CES that I interacted with were cool, but you know. I have millions of dollars. Did I say Fun Home or Fun House? It's Fun, fun Home. Fun yeah, you home. Said, you, you said got it got right. right. Good. Because if uh, you saw Fun House, that's different. Yeah, that's a better musical oh, based yeah. on the, uh, now, the horror movie. Of I the met 80s. her a couple. I met her like twenty years ago. So it was weird. Okay. Like, oh well, this is a musical that you know that, that she's represented by three different uh, people on the stage. Yeah, it's her, it's her as a little girl, and it's her as a teenager, and her as, uh, as an adult. Oh. It's like oh, I, I'm, I'm right in between those two right there is when I met her. Aw, yeah, I I haven't seen anything of the musical except for the the performance they did on the Tony Awards, and mm-hmm. I was I watched that like three what times. Was, uh, I was, what was blown the, away. What song did they do? I can't even remember the name of the song. Yeah. Is at this point, it's been too long. Because there's some really heavy stuff. Then there's like a really funny bit where uh, the kids are doing. Uh, it's 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 one of the kids' songs where she's kind of awakening into her own. Okay, this this one. Oh, be, oh, they probably did the one about her. It's gotta uh, be Ring of Keys. Yeah, about, about yes. her. Was it Ring of Keys? I'm pretty sure it's Ring of Keys. There you go. Okay. Yeah, it's great though. Well, awesome. Yeah. So you, the show was good. I assume. it was really good. Yeah. I'm bummed I didn't get to see it too, but hopefully I, it'll come I back around because I really want I really want to recommend it to other people to see. And it's touring, you know. Mm-hmm. So sure. Shock Monkeys, check it out. And you know, you know yes. yeah, Fun Home is is heading near you again. It's based on a comic book. It's one of those slice of life comic books, but it's one of the best ones out there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, don't miss it if if you get a chance to see it. What else you do, Jens? Right. Really, I'm still I'm still like three quarters of the way through my DS9 rewatch, so I'm yeah. in the Dominion Wars right now. That's so. when it gets good. Yeah, yeah, it gets All really right. good right now. So it would almost so time. Much better. Oh so boy. close. Here we go. What is this? What what? The political climate of the day changed what the Dominion Wars could have been. Oh. But that's okay. Hmm. And what are you gonna do? Life so. is garbage. I know you build up a nice little <laughs> long arc, and then halfway through it, times change, and you're like, your, well, your dick can't is shoot in your people. hand. We can't shoot people. And then so they just go. Remember that war, <laughs> boy? What a war! Whoa, whoa, whoa! I a still, lot of people in those episodes. Well, I still that's why have they had to pull back. Not finished yet. Do Space Nine. You huh. you ain't oh. missing shit. I think I finished right. I saw the finale where all the Federation ships are going onto the space station, like approaching it. The last season is the most wackadoodle. Yeah, mm. is it? Oh my god! What what, they, what changes in the last season? It well, becomes the ending. Kai win and uh, the the Gold Ducat Gold Ducat show. Yeah, and it's so dumb. Gold Ducat becomes a human. What? No, he doesn't. He becomes a Joran. Yeah, but he looks like a human. And he basically he fools Kai Win. Fucks Kai Win. They're like getting their rubbing their bumpy noses together. It's the it's the dumbest thing. Those t- I it's mean, like, poor Mark Alimo trying to act with Sakurags. <laughs> She's the worst. <laughs> She's the worst. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, like the that. woman She's who won the Academy <laughs> Award for hey, Nurse hey, Ratchet. Hey, she the worst. <laughs> <laughs> she the worst. You now, can't was, tell me different in that fucking role. Well, I'm not no, a because she comes off. Win. She comes off just yeah. like Dr. Pulaski. Yeah, who you know, props right. to her back but, when she was very yeah. fifteen too. Yeah, rock and roll McDonald's. Your chops didn't follow. Styles of acting changed too. That ain't on you completely. Mm. You came up with some. Well, Pulaski different was doomed sh- from the start. Oh, what a stink! Not fish. not just as it from an acting standpoint, but from a writing standpoint. Yeah. Well, one thing because they I- were trying to do a throwback to McCoy and. They'd already well, established that all these things that she was doing <laughs> were stuff she that had been eliminated in the 24th century. Yeah, she was just century. a mad racist. So one of the things I liked about the later seasons that I watched, I think it was up the fifth season I watched, was that there was a lot less Kai Wynn. Yeah, Kai Wynn's terrible. Yeah. And like, I mean, it's like the only thing worse than Kai Wynn and... <laughs> and people uh, tapping on their fingers while they hold their <laughs> microphone. <laughs> Kai Wynn and uh, Goldicott is Kaiwin and Kira. And you get a bunch of both. Lucky So you say, just finish it up to the sixth season and let it go. Just don't watch Deep Space Nine is what I'd say. (laughs) Oh, fuck that. Just watch the whole Deep Space Nine. No, 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 no. no, Fuck Paul. Eight episodes, you're good. I'm not good. (laughs) Pick and choose. There's like eight really good ones. If you had to pick a favorite character from that show, who would it be? Oh, dude. Hands down, it's... uh, Nog? No. <laughs> Golducott? No, no, Jake? no, no, yes. no, 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 no. Wayun? No. No, he's talking about Starts FCA with a G. Brunt. Starts with a G. No, uh, Garrick. Garrick. Oh, yeah, Garrick, Garrick is by yeah. far the most interesting, no. fascinating character. Arguably one of the most fascinating characters It is the Cardassians in, in that show. The Cardassians have all the best parts. Well, they're, they're Garrick. And he's the Golducott's good, too. Yes, Ducat is good too when he's not hampered. But <laughs> so he's is Demar. Always, Demar is good too. Unfortunately, in like his role. he's always up against uh, a man named Cisco. It's always Ducat and him. So it's like you know, Ducat lays down some smooth hardcore. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The best thing about Garrick is like even slowly, Cisco. I'm going to rip you through the airlock. I'm going to shove your entrails into your children's ears so all they hear is your screaming death for the rest of their miserable lives as I keep them in a cage and feed them piece by piece to Angladian slangwas. I would like to see you try. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. It's like, well, I'm working too hard. Uh, <laughs> I saw a little We're glimmer both making of the same page. Hey, you're making more, aren't you? Fuck me. L-M-L. How long were you in the makeup chair today, Avery? Oh, that's right. Eat my shit. <laughs> I saw a little glimmer of hope with his character, what he could have been. There was an episode where they're working together with the Dominion right before the war. And he's talking to Wyoming. And he goes like, oh, we need to destroy the gate. Agreed? And he, you just see this like, he's like, agreed. Like like it was like different Avery Brooks. There's no doubt that the man so you were seeing Hawk. has flashes of brilliance. Huh? You were seeing Hawk. Yes. <laughs> that Well, that's what happened. When yeah. he shaved his head, he became a man called Cisco, and things started to click a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I call it the Captain Hawk phase. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> things Great. got a little bit okay. But until then, and then even after then, it just, he's... He's wiggity woo, man. Yeah. I just imagine seen... him going to the producers. So, what do you think if I, instead of keeping my hair, I shave my head <laughs> and I grow a goatee? I'm like, 
that's exactly the opposite of what we wanted you to do. That's why we had you grow your hair out for season one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what if I go bald? And, and I he started playing on the piano. Yeah, <laughs> but if I do it this way, How about it will this? be done. <laughs> I love baseball. <laughs> baseball is it for me. And let's cook, just I, do three episodes on baseball every season. Oh and I'm God. a chef, and I cook real food. In right, the- right. <laughs> you know what's better than my father's gumbo? My gumbo. little, if anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Still, DS9 is my favorite of the new series. See, I haven't. Uh, so well, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. finished. Yes, it, but I, I guess. Agree. But yeah. going back to what you were I saying, I like DS. I like. Uh, oh, Next Gen is better than DS9. Oh, going back to what you were saying, fart the, noise. The, the thing that was awesome <laughs> with Garrick is that. Even to the very end, his entire background was a mystery. Mm-hmm. You saw little flashes, but then at the same time, they would twi- he would twist it so that you never knew whether it was real or do, if it baby. was all part of the narration. I, I love how we talk about these visceral things, and then Jeff will come in with this technical analysis of like the character written when it's like, Dude, Garrick was cool because Andrew Robinson's bug eyes yes. were busting through that makeup, and he was just like, it's honestly blazing you know, away like well, an open fucking furnace exactly. on that on that screen. He's the same thing as with the Doctor in Voyager. If the if the performer brings that spark, the writers will follow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and that's yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. what happened with Garrick. They were like, it's "Wow, this true. guy's fascinating. I'm gonna write more about him." Same well, yeah. thing with the Jeffrey Combs Wayun character. Oh, and yeah. you know, anytime, anytime you get a performer that's that rises above, the, the writers recognize it. Yeah, Iris even Bear said he liked to write for those types of characters oh, of because because the actors will bring the fire yeah. and make your words worth something. I love instead Star- of drafting them in garbage. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about? I'm what basically about? the performance equivalent of ketchup. I I love the Star Trek actors. I love the Star Trek actors that come from horror pedigree. That's Mm -hmm. basically it. Tony Todd. When you brought Jeffrey Combs in, I mean, they have the tolerance for the makeup work. Yeah, they understand the grind of a film shoot, which is even more arduous than arguably a. TV yep. uh, serial? No, TV is more difficult because it's compressed time. Oh, dude, on a on a budget of a horror <laughs> film? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I started watching From Beyond for the first time. Jeffrey Combs, mm. uh, early Lovecraft, right in the eighties, and yeah, watching what these actors put their bodies through for lower budget horror films. Yeah, you're yeah. ready for a Star Trek. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, From Beyond is essentially the Dunwich horror. No, it's based on this short story from Beyond. It is from based on From Beyond. I know yeah, they. Yeah. I know the they titled From Beyond. I know they. No, they <laughs> shuffle around. A bunch ah, of whoa, they shuffle around in your brain. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I got to look from Andy. And I, honestly, I watched Reanimator today, so <laughs> I got to look. So this uh, Wizard of Oz, based on Alice through the Looking Glass, right? Right, right, right. That I haven't watched. They have changed the name. Oh, really? Really? It's based on the same thing? Based on the Wizard of Oz? Okay, okay. All right. I retract my my whole thing. (laughs) Readers got to know of the RJ. Fact check here. You can show uh, so this avenue here based on Boulevard. No, no, always named Avenue. Okay, all right. I thought for sure. Really? Okay. All right. You're the boss. You're the boss. 
I feel like Obama. I know I'm right, but he just keeps talking all over me. Uh, Andy. I sympathize. Uh, I truly do. Shut up, Jeff. <laughs> so, uh, lanterns. Is that candles? No? Different thing. Then why is it called candle power? Wait. Oh, it's a lantern. But they, did, they based that on candles, right? Kind of? I'm really stretching it here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> no, because there are lanterns that have candles in them. Ooh. Well, shit. Mike, motherfucking drop. <laughs> That's right. I'm, I'm done. You tell him. <laughs> what? Alliance between Andy and Kay? What is happening here? Oh, don't worry. Yeah, we'll get out. <laughs> He'll turn on him eventually. <laughs> I'm Putin. He's Trump. It's Curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. <laughs> they were Putin on the Ritz. Yep. <laughs> Putin on the Ritz. Oh. Anything else to do, gentlemen? I drove in an autonomous vehicle. Did you really? I did. Uh, How you was sure your you autonomous just... experience? It was fun. But, Where was that at? Here? Uh, downtown. They're actually doing it for two weeks uh, down from a container park down. Uh, you drove in it or you rode in it? I wrote oh! it. Oh! You did say you drove in it. I did. Right. Andy You're correct. and the synonyms which, which tonight. Which made me go, what? <laughs> I rode in it. a self-driving car. <laughs> no, okay, wait, wait, wait. I taught that on. motherfucker a thing or two about parking. <laughs> Let me tell you. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Don't steal hey, my thunder. This. I'll teach him a thing or two about parking. <laughs> True. Yeah. Example. And this is Andy. We're talking it's about all he, did, all he did was let go of the steering wheel. I taught him his car. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, it's when he his drink. <laughs> and he's trying to clean up his drink. I live in the future. <laughs> Way more of the future here, oh folks. God! The future is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the owners of the autonomous car is like, "Why'd he take his car?" <laughs> I thought it transferred to me. I thought the power just transferred to me. You're in the wrong car. No You're in the wrong car. Get out of that car! <laughs> I thought it was a transformer. Oh my. I thought Kit maybe taught it a thing or two. No. So anyway, how was that? <laughs> it was cool. Uh, yeah, but it, it runs, you know, like like ten miles an hour, and it's only going between the Container Park and Las Vegas Boulevard. It's a test thing there for two, doing for two weeks. Is that the minibus one, or is that the actual like car? It's uh, like a minibus. It's like a, okay. it basically, like a yeah, yeah, yeah. A bunch of people. I did read about that time. on Engage, and it's uh, there's like two cities that they're doing this test. It's basically an autonomous minibus. Okay. That runs on a specific route, and uh, you know, multiple people can get on it, and you know, and hey, that sounds like stuff. what Andy did. Yeah, <laughs> is it a fuck bus? He almost did. Oh, <laughs> come on, bang bus. Was it a fuck bus? <laughs> it wasn't because it was full of you know, reporters. So yeah. it is now. <laughs> well, that doesn't. Mean I mean, that's that. the whole thing that people have been talking about with autonomous cars. Right. It's going to be Bone City. <laughs> well, I will tell you why it won't work in this town. Is because. It's got things in it to stop it when something gets and runs in front of it so it doesn't hit people. So all you need is a bum or a drunk to just stop the thing as long right. as they want. Yeah, well, but, yeah. But, oh, but, yeah. but realistically, that should stop any vehicle. <laughs> right. Yeah. How does that stop anybody? I'm now? just going to run well, over him. It doesn't He's just stop a bum. Andy. I'm just going to run right. over him. Yeah. Well, in your own car, you can honk at him or get but, out. I mean, as, no. as it progresses, wait, 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 wait. Like, it, it, high it, level tint. I got to swing back around at that. <laughs> so honk at it a bum, and then it'll get out of the way. There you go. In what it's, city? It will get out of the way. Look at this guy. In what city? I said you can get oh out of it. Oh, my goodness. 80s Jeff advertising for compassion and kindness. 
Eddie's Jeff running for third congressional district. Are you tired of bums? Those things are the worst, right? I mean, really. It gets in the road. It stands on the corner. It acts like it owns the fucking median. Well, let me tell you, bum. It's not yours, thing. On your way, creature. If I have my say, these bums will find the bums rush from me and my constituents. That's where the phrase comes from. Vote for 80s Jeff. Vote for 80s Jeff. More parking to come. Less bums. You know you hate those things. And hey, he's not Trump. <laughs> but Trump endorses him. Right. <laughs> Although, ironically, he does pay people to pee on things. But Jeff that's does? Some, yeah. Oh, okay. That's yeah. some bum work right there. Shut up, Andy. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Investigative Andy. He's on the prowl. <sighs> Always on the record. What else you do this week, gentlemen? I finished Matt Colville's um, book, Priest. Matt Colville is the the D&D guy I talked Ah, about who's on YouTube. Um, And uh, he actually doesn't run a Patreon or anything. What he does is say, hey, guys, if you're enjoying the YouTube videos and like them, please buy my books. Uh, He's written two books. He self-published them um, because he's just just something he put together and uh, put out. And they're, it's funny because they're D&D-ish, but he does such a great job of totally just gently putting in little tropes that it's not like you're reading a, uh, one of those knockoff quickie tie-in novels. He, it's actually a nice fantasy novel that just, okay, as so you're it, reading it, then. Okay. as you're reading it, you're like, oh, you know, this, oh yeah, you'd see that in D&D. Oh yeah, that makes sense, you know, but it's actually pretty good. I'm started a second one. Interestingly enough, the first one, Priest, is is better than his second one is started. We'll see how it goes. What's the title of the second one? Thief. Basically, oh. he's building up to um, an actual... He kind of deconstructs the dungeon crawl, and he's building up to the D&D party. Priest, he's building thief. A character. He'll have... A his his third book is Fighter. The fourth, presumably, is Magic User, Mage, whatever. So and and it's actually a pretty good approach um, and and he's he takes it I mean he really works to be literary in terms of gives the character the protagonist major issues and dealing with stuff. Is that only going to be in the wizard book? Uh, major issues. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're really reaching today. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, mage. But, you call it corn. <laughs> <laughs> did you say mage? <laughs> he did. But it's okay. it's it is good. It's on um, it's on uh, Amazon. He has it in trade paperback. He also has it in Kindle. He says if you can buy the Kindle because he gets more money out of that. Um, but uh, not bad for self published. He is the head writer at uh, oh, what the hell is it called? Turtle Rock Studios, I believe. Okay. Uh, the, the 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 game producers. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Yeah, he is the lead writer there, so he knows. I've heard of that studio. He knows about writing. He knows about um, editing. He knows he can take care of his shit. Um, and and Ooh. they're not bad. They're not bad for first outings. So I recommend them. Um, and what's his name again? What? Uh, Matt Colville. Colville. Yep. C O L V I L L E. Priest and thief. <clears throat> yeah. So. Three ninety nine in the store. That works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at that. 
Just like yeah. that. What a dealio. Yep. What the hell's going on? You're buying shit while we're doing yeah, the Yeah, I just bought it just now. Yeah. Wow. Is, well, <laughs> this is how Hopefully, works, this baby. will go better than the last time he bought something based on my recommendation as I was talking about it. Because <laughs> he got that Brandon Sanderson book, oh, yeah. and he, he gave up. Yeah. Duly uh, noted. Can yeah. I cancel it? Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) Now, actually, I'm reading a book right now that could be this year's uh, The Fireman for me. I'm halfway So early. I'm halfway through it, and I haven't been this excited since that and when I was reading uh, Cyclops Road by Jeff Strand. Oh. So it's called Bird Box. It actually came out last year. Um, The name of the book really didn't do much for me, so I kind of like let it pass. But I kept seeing these horror authors really digging it. Like uh, I think Strand threw something out there about it. I know that uh, Brian Keene did as well. Uh, the book is by Josh Mallerman. I've never heard of him before. But it's an interesting apocalyptic story. I know there's thousands of them, and I'm kind of getting mm-hmm. tired of them myself. But I love how he's writing this. And the apocalypse is started by an unknown. The whole idea that it starts out with this woman and her, the two ki- four-year-old kids, have to blindfold themselves and then make them make their way down the river about twenty miles to get to where they need to go, because there is something out there that the moment you see it, you go mad and try to kill whoever's around you and yourself. That's wow. some that's some uh, infinite jest on its head stuff. Yeah. Kinda. I like that though. That's the the whole thing with Infinite Jest is uh, there's a film where when you watch it, you become a sloth like zombie. Okay. And all you want to do is watch the movie, and you just lay there and die. And the whole crux of the story is about all these different agencies trying to get it, someone to stop it, someone weaponize to weaponize it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's. Infinite Jest is the greatest book ever written, by the way. Anyone interested in reading <laughs> you th- it? You think? Well, yes. I've never heard, I've never heard it before. It's true. Yeah. I'm glad you brought it up. Really? Were you on Star Trek also? After all these of our years. Time. I know, right? Finally, now. finally revealed. <laughs> but the, Josh Malaman is a great wordsmith. He brings in that story really fast. I was afraid having characters who are blindfolded the whole time won't be as interesting yeah, really. to read. And that's, this is and this is a book. Ballsy. That, and in reading it, I mean, this is no way you can make this book into a movie. This is an experience that you can only experience as a book. Neat. Because of the blindfold aspect, taking uh, away the visualization. That won't stop Hollywood. They'll try. It, <laughs> so, I wouldn't be surprised if yeah. they try, but man, that'd be rough. Michael Bay. Yeah. <laughs> I figured the only way I could direct this movie, if I was blindfolded too. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I finally figured out the secret to this whole project. Blindfold for me. Characters, no blindfolds. That's <laughs> really opened really open it up. Really opened it up. Also, Megan Fox is two characters. Oh, God. <laughs> and then she's three. <laughs> and then when you think it's over, she shows up again, but with a mustache. You don't recognize her. It's a lot of makeup work. It's a whole lot of prosthetics. But it's her. Kind of tell. <laughs> Did you give her the Dirk Diggler? Huh? Did you give her the Dirk Diggler? No. Not with those thumbs. Um, oh. <laughs> she's adorable. But, the, uh, but she's Again, awful. I'm only halfway through the book, so it could totally shit the bed in the second half. But it, well, I mean, it's, you know, 
a good half book is still a yeah. major accomplishment. I, wow. I, I'm very excited. Famous to, Paul just fucking say that? Yeah. It's true. <laughs> the first ha- half, right? Because if it's the second half, yeah, you'll never off. get there. No. No, sir. Yeah. Well, we put... <laughs> uh, put Front load that shit, man. The Philip K. Dick formula. <laughs> they, oh, I, I want that on a T-shirt. Biggs, get that guy. I want a, I want, I want a little Paul meme with Paul just like front load that shit. Philip K. Dick. Get me in the first half. Yeah. Well, true. Uh, hey, speaking of Philip K. Dick, happy birthday. Thank you. It's Roy Batty's oh. birthday. What the fuck? That was a couple days ago, man. Yeah. <laughs> Fact check <laughs> Reporter On the scene This has been an Almost Andy moment <laughs> Almost Another almost birthday Almost from Yorps I've been rewatching Mr. Show Just enjoying Ooh. the hell Out of that I've got You can the, always rewatch the That H- show The HBO uh, now Just makes it real easy For me to just Pop that on So I'm almost Almost done Love it And I Got recommended through my favoriteest video game podcast ever, Player One Podcast. They were talking about this great series on um, YouTube from this uh, guy who put together a show called No Clip. So if you search out No Clip as the page, you've probably seen some of it. But he has this great piece on Doom Resurrected, the new Doom that came out this year, which is making the top of a lot of people's Game of the Year lists. Rightfully so. Just for that soundtrack. Game it's of the amazing. year is like we're barely into January. No, no, no. Last, from last, last, from year. last year. That's why Come it's on, game of the year. Stick with us. We, we, only, yeah. we have one Andy I'm already. Him Put, it shit. <laughs> Put it together. Uh, oh, no. It's Andy and Andy Clone. Yeah. It's a, Andy. It's amazing. It's an incredible game. And it's really great to uh, listen to these guys who put together the game. It, it talks directly to the heads of id. And it's really fascinating. I, I, my... Uh, one of my Christmas gifts was Masters of Doom, and I'm, I just started reading that book, which is the story of Carmack and Romero building what became id, you know, and the craziness that that was, and how how amazingly not only genre defining but pop culture defining that whole thing was, mm-hmm. and what they had to look back to, and the way they made Doom work again, just really, Ooh. it's 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 a really great think piece on art in general and looking at it, looking at video game construction in a way that I haven't seen very often discussed. It was, uh, was pretty great. I mean, you start to see, you just, you just see how they did it. You see how they found it. They lucked up. They truly lucked upon some good ideas. They had to scrap a fuck ton of stuff. They threw away an entire game basically. And finally came to this thing. But Masters of Doom. Oh, Masters of Doom is the book. Okay. No clip. Doom Resurrected is the YouTube channel. The YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I've been doing some doing some Doom catching up. I, I still have to doing beat that doom. new Doom, but it's so fucking good. So fucking good. Anything else you throwing out there, guys? Well, one other uh, book I revisited. This is probably the third time that I've read this book. It's just like going home. Uh, the first book of Piers Anthony's uh, Incarnations of Immortality, oh, On a Pale Horse. That. Uh, that's such, such a fun read. It's a mixture of just of magic and sci-fi and, and a full exploration of death. It's so good. God damn it. Hmm. Yeah, if you haven't read the, the other ones, you know, not as good, but that one's the best one. Okay. 
So. I've read a dozen of the frigging uh, Xanth books, but you know that's something I never really got into is the Xanths. Probably, maybe a little too punny for me. Maybe could be that, and and they're all the same book, and they're all aimed at fourteen year olds. So yeah, they're all coming. Of, they're so, all coming so of age right novels. Up your alley, huh? Yeah. Well, no, that's one of yeah. I was reading them when I was fourteen, and I kind his his legacy has taken such a hit because everybody focuses on the uh, underage sexualization oh. that apparently takes place in Xanth. Yep. Is it the Xanth book? And so it's like you cannot discuss Piers Anthony on any science fiction forum without people trooping in to make sure everybody remembers this is his legacy. And, and so it's it's yeah. like and it, it's funny because i even feel the effect of it it's like i i read a couple xanth novels when i was younger i didn't really get into it and so i'm like but now i really don't have much interest in trying to read anything of his hmm. did he write the one with the guy with the the right the two left arms is that pierce anthony as well Am I thinking of a different guy? I really don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. I do not know. It wouldn't be out of character for his I'll look it up. I'm sorry. Kind of sounds that way, yeah, but yeah. Has anybody read any of his bio of a space tyrant series? No. I've read the Xanth books, and I read the the one that takes place in the game world. Um, The main character's name is Style. Hmm. No idea. Yeah. All right. Anything else, gentlemen? Nothing, nothing? Not that I can think of. Oh, let's see. I'll, you know what? News you don't give a shit about. <laughs> Yay. Oh, no. Yay. Oh, not even any email. Boo. Ah, not this round. I, 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 we'll, we'll get back to email next week. I oh, got, I no, I'm sorry. Bill the Galactic Hero by Harry Harrison. Was oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That I hear is a good series. Yeah, yeah that's, that, that, that's one that my brother read when he was a kid, and I read a little bit of it. Uh, that was funny. And then I got into did did Pierce Anthony do Fool's Company? No, no that no. was Who's Robert that? Aspirin. Aspirin. Yes, yeah. you're right. Robert Aspirin. Fool's Company is my favorite sci-fi, silly sci-fi. News you don't give a shit about the CW. That Already don't give with a shit. CW. <laughs> well stated. Is developing a reboot of the late 1990s series Charmed. About a trio of witches protecting the world from all types of supernatural fare. Yawn. For the reboot, the new project will be trading in the typical modern day setting for the 1970s. No word on exactly how the series will connect to the original, and the apparent timeline would make it tough for this to be a direct prequel with the same characters because. Dude, those witches are wearing bell bottoms. What? <laughs> Dude, they're smoking weed. What? When do you think Charmed came out? This is the reboot, no, the, the reboot's in the 70s. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so basically... Just shake your head, go, go back to your, your phone head. there. Basically, <laughs> I, was, I was trying to come up with the, the Piers Anthony novel. <laughs> think oh, Brady Bunch, you. only they're all witches. Yeah. Uh, actually, you sold me on that pitch. Yeah, I'm, I'm good yeah really. That's the story <laughs> you, you mean of a witch of a grand who you was busy witch. with three other witches. All of them were witches because they were witches. Doing witchy shit. I think it'd be better if you go. Here's it's the story, story of a, of a witch and another bunch of witches that they had. Oh, I like where this is going. All together, <laughs> this is like seven witches, like a maybe coven. eight, I guess. Then another witch who comes and cleans the house. 
And a dog that also is a witch. And the house is a witch that they live in. Witch, 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 witch. 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 I think it should be called Witch, 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 witch. Could be the Brady Coven. The Brady Coven. The Brady Coven. It's Coven. It's Coven. Coven? It's fucking it's Coven. whatever I want it to be in song. <laughs> Go ahead and take your neighbor. Go ahead and cheat a friend. <laughs> you remember Coven? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? The band no. Coven? Yeah. No, I'm talking about American American movie. You remember American movie? Oh, shit. Yeah. God Coven. Damn it. Coven. God, I forgot that movie existed. And Mike screaming. I wonder what those dudes are up to. I'm looking them up right now. <laughs> are they still alive? I hope Mike's still alive. What a sweet, crazy, LSD-addled fuck. <laughs> yeah, okay, hearing that, Guys, I hope he's alive, too. Have you have you never seen American Movie, Kirsten? I, uh, I think you did, didn't you? I don't know. The I two guys know. making a horror movie. I had that around when we were roommates. Mm-hmm. I would hope you'd see. Maybe. Mm, no, maybe I didn't. Maybe not. Oh, my God, dude. Did he maybe get fat and end up being that uh, DJ guy? Just watch American <laughs> Movie. If you guys haven't seen American Movie, all every shock monkey should see American movie. It'll put you on your ass with laughter Uh-oh. and with tears. Yeah. <laughs> the new charm is being handled by Jane, the Virgin alums, Jessica O'Toole and R- Amy Rardin. The original series starred Rardin. Shannon Doherty, Holly Marie Combs, Alyssa Milano and Rose McGowan ran from 1998 to 2006. Mm. And I wish that's all I had for news you don't give a shit about. But news you don't give a shit about. Dun, you dun, bastard. Dun. Three years ago, as a nation, board game players voted and told Hasbro to ditch Monopoly's classic iron token for favor of a cat. Now, with 50 new contenders, including a hashtag, bunny slipper, and monster truck, the fate of the eight currently current Monopoly tokens is once again hanging in the balance. The Scotty Dog, Top Hat, Car, Thimble, Boot, Wheelbarrow, Battleship, and the newcomer, The Cat, are all up for elimination. Fans can vote online until January 31st and choose up to eight tokens they'd like to see in the upcoming Monopoly update. The current eight figures are in silver on the first page of Contenders, followed by pages filled with options like Gold sunglasses, a typewriter, a computer, rubber ducky, oh, you other have, random household. You items. have to select. Yes, you have to choose. You, you, you vote for eight, that, well, including the classics. I, okay, but from their from their offer. website. Okay, yeah, from yeah. what? The, yeah, you're not. Come it, up, you're not, not Four chan gets a hold of this. Yeah. Yeah. they're they're doomed. Bodie McBoatface, Monopoly <laughs> <laughs> piece, McMcNopoly piece, dildo, yeah, bigger penis. <laughs> that. I would love it if the game came with two penises and one was larger. Everybody would be fighting over the big dick. That would be the Monopoly would just become the who's got the big dick piece game. And who's left with the small dick. Who's left with the small dick. And then when you won with the small dick, you'd be like, fuck you. Yeah, Trump. What? With your small dick? You gonna fuck me with that small dick? I don't care. You go ahead, you fuck me with that small dick. Here's what I was referring to, guys, when I was talking about Coven. Oh God! Really? He's gonna play a clip. God damn it! <clears throat> Thank you for sharing. Well, Thank to, you. I have to share. You're sharing. You're, you're, you're sharing nothing right yeah. now. We've got every f-stop known to man in the film. 
And right now, we got to take action, man. we got to go out to that field, put those scarecrows in on a killer slant. You know, they've been there for years. The farm's burnt down. It's going to be the opening shots for Coven, you know? And uh, what is Coven? Coven's a 35-minute direct market thriller film shot on 16-millimeter black-and-white reversal. Uh, it's uh, an alcoholic, man, compelled to go to this group meeting by his one and only friend left. If you don't get convinced to see the movie from that, I don't know yeah. what will. I, I'm wow. not sure that was the best argument. Oh, Coven. Yeah. Coven. Or it's so funny. Or you could you could go see Rogue One again. Hey, right. there's an idea. There you go. <laughs> Each one can drive you to drink. There you go, yeah. I'm pretty convinced Rogue One killed Carrie Fisher. Oh. I grown to me. That's a piece of shit film. In your opinion. And, and my, not the and rest of the world. Several allegedly. other intelligent people. Allegedly saved the podcast. Several allegedly. other very intelligent people who care about their stories. All four of them. Uh-huh. Again. <laughs> it's a bunch. <laughs> it's a bunch. Yeah, Did you see so. that? Did you see? You, Matt knows. Matt knows. He's been right. there. Sure. He's, he's coming over to the He's dark one of the four. Side. He's coming really? over to the dark really, side. Matt? Really? Oh really? God. I just I love it because it was the other week when he was trying to name a character and he's like, "Oh wait, oh wait, maybe there's something to this." Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> it hurts, doesn't it? It hurts. I know. I'm here. I'm here. It's okay. It's okay. Don't go over to the dark side, Matt. Again, no token is safe. So if you have a strong, <laughs> inexplicable feeling regarding the old shoe or the Scotty dog, make yourself heard. Otherwise, you may see your beloved childhood friend replaced by a hashtag. The results of the voting will be announced March 19th. The newly updated game will be sold in stores starting this August. Mop Monopoly was first introduced in 1935 with the car, thimble, boot, top hat, and battleship amongst the original set of game tokens. The Scotty Dog and the Wheelbarrow were added in the early 1950s, with no other changes taking place until 2013's introduction of the cat. So no token is safe? Should be a reality show where all the cool black guys in every 80s sitcom all have to compete against something. Wow. Wow, wow. Andy. Wow. wow. <laughs> <sighs> you see, I thought you were going for a compilation piece of action movies and horror movies where the black guy is one of the first to Right. Buy it. There you go. That's good, but too. N- no, you, you, you. I went darker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there, man. Is the right <laughs> word for what you did, Andy. You know what? You did a race joke, and Paul is shaking his head. <laughs> well, I mean, South Park has Token. Right. The character. Yeah. Yeah. We should just make a Token token. <laughs> yes. I did, I, went to, I did go on, and I did vote. Did you? Yeah. What did you vote for? I, I, I think I saved four of the original pieces, and the other ones I think was... A tortoise and a T-Rex. So I think I'm there. Oh, it's going to be oh, all animals. Oh, there's a animals. T-Rex? T-Rex is going to win. T- oh, T-Rex is a great-looking piece. King of the animals, guys. I heard yeah. Monster Truck, too. There is a Monster what? Truck. Monster yeah. Truck? Monster what? Truck Have you guys seen the previews of that movie? Monster that looks, trucks are monsters? That looks like fun. Oh, no. You don't think so? Oh, that's going to be an abortion. I think it's going to be cute. No, 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 no. Monster Truck. I think it's going to be a goofy little horror movie. Look, it's not a horror movie. It's going to be dumb. I mean, yeah, it's a goofy <laughs> little horror movie. Oh, boy. We'll see. We'll find out what the uh, red letter media guys have to say. <laughs> That's all I care about. Yeah. It's the only opinion that matters on the internet. <laughs> Did you see their fake uh, nerd podcast? No. Oh, man. Holy Is crap. it ours? 
They just did. They just did a seven minute fake nerd podcast to talk shit about Rogue One again. It's awesome. Is it podcast podcast? So it's it's them. I mean, they did it on it is, YouTube. It is YouTube. A, okay, but they set it up and it's right. called like the Nerd Squad. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Okay. And they set it up and it's just so funny. And they just talk through their teeth the whole fucking time. And it sounds basically like us. No, it sounds like fucking Kevin Smith on his slob knob job that he gave to Rogue One. Good God. Uh, he liked it, huh? Yeah. Woof, woof, woof. That guy has smoked way too much weed. I'll agree with that statement. He is, he is beyond help at this point. When I don't. Um, He's a fucking filmmaker, for God's sakes. His movies are better than Rogue One. I, uh, I. I, I watch Fat Man on Batman and, and I or listen sure and I listen to Hollywood that was the ba- one the Fat Man Hollywood on Batman he did but he uh, he also has a couple of others including the Smodcast now for Fat Man and Batman they actually will record video and put it up on YouTube it's also available in podcast and Hollywood Babylon's done in front of an audience so my my theory is he gets lit. Before they go on stage, yes. So he he's does. already he's already plateauing and slowly coming down as they do it. He does the smod cast, and I think him and Mosier are smoking right up to the point they press record. Oh, I think they're doing it while they're, they're because recording. I listened to the the only time I listened to the smod cast is when he did his little thing where he talked about Carrie Fisher, and the it was uh, an hour hour fifteen minutes long. The first half. Is what you would expect of two stoners. It's it's giggy, rambling. There's it's that's what it's, podcast it, it is almost so funny because he's that's like really oh, sad and then hear, and then Carrie Fisher, and then he does this ten minute ramble talking about Chewbacca and various aliens in the cantina, <laughs> and then he's like, so yeah, that's Carrie Fisher. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, he was really out there, but the second half, he actually started coming down and he got deep and he actually talked. Some serious shit uh, when when she came on to Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back, how they got her on there, and then his interaction with her in the years <coughs> following, because they actually had a series of emails going on where she gave him some pointers on like, dude, Hollywood, you know, don't don't be consumed by this, don't be taken by that, and he actually got emotional. He started losing it at one point. It was really, really, really very affecting. So it was very interesting because I'm listening to this and I'm like, yeah, this is why I don't listen to Smodcast. But then he slid into that and it was very affecting. It was very sad because he was he was talking about she did some interview and she's like, yeah, Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back, you know, it's some stupid movie, blah, 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 blah. And he emailed her, Carrie, I mean, if you hated doing the movie, I mean, I, but do you really have to see? And he said that she emailed him back and then, oh, Kevin. Why are you, and it was weird how he went through it. She, she, he's like, why are you wasting my time and yours? And when he said, and yours, he started to lose it. And he's like, and yours, listening to all the stuff that's out. And, you know, basically schooling him on, well, schooling him, t- teaching him about dealing with media, dealing with the interviews and how they handle conversations about movies in Hollywood and it was it was a very affecting thing that had a profound effect on him mm. and that started apparently like this two three year email exchange that they would have regarding oh. the business it was actually very touching at the end and then he lost it so badly at the very end <laughs> they just they they basically just ended you know he's like all right we're signing off and they just they had to end it 
because he was really. That's how torn I ended up. last week's show. He he, he was really. Torn <laughs> Is he up just about he it. just ends in tears every week now? <laughs> no, I did last week on our oh, show. Oh yeah, because yeah. <laughs> of you. What are you talking about? What me? It was some character I was doing? What the hell? I gotta listen to that episode. I, I don't know how is that any worse than what we've done. That is true. <laughs> it was Every fine. episode it's fine is worse chaos. than the ones Everybody we've loved done. it. Absolutely. Everybody loved it. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Would you hear a pebble get thrown at the window? Romeo out there. I heard that too. A little pebble. Ooh. It's all good. Someone trying to get in. Somebody uh, calling you. I, I I don't have any suitors <laughs> coming tonight. I'm looking for my brother. <laughs> he owes me some dick. O's? O's? O's. We were playing Pinochle last night. Oh, wow. And he lost. He fucking lost so hard. Andy was playing for dick? Uh, we always play for dick. It's the only way we... Taylors do it. <laughs> oh my God! Even me, I have a little dick to wager. <laughs> it's stumpy and malformed, but it works. Wait a minute, Lud Miller. What are you saying about yourself? It's vestigial. It's not a big deal. Yeah, I have a vestigial, <laughs> a vestigial wiener. <laughs> so Vest- what? You want to judge me? A lot of girls have that. Relax. Yeah. <laughs> All the pretty ones do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm beautiful just the way I am. Jeff's <laughs> 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 just shaking his head. <laughs> I keep thinking about that dick. <laughs> Weekend oh dick. Yeah. What's that about dick? <laughs> oh, geek. I thought you said dick. Weak, weakened, weakened dick? I thought you said a weakened dick. It made me think of Andy. <laughs> Andy oh. has a weakened All day. weekend long, baby. All oh. weekend. It's structurally, <laughs> it's structurally unsound. Structurally unsound? He has a weakened dick. It gets real loose at the at the the joist. <laughs> Joyce? <laughs> Andy's Even I'm lost on Joyce. Andy's dick has a Joyce. Joyce. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Joyce stick. Joyce Joyce. Joyce dick. See, Andy, this is what you need to be recording for the preview. Yeah, I did already. I'm <laughs> talking about this. Oh, him Paul, dying? Paul killing himself. Yeah. Oh, Joyce dick. Makes me almost laugh as much as Dog and Snake. <laughs> Dog and Snake just keeps cracking me up. I love that people are putting memes and shit up. I'm going to make that thing work. Something, something there. there. <laughs> yep. This sure is. Uh, weekend Geek. Conan O'Brien. This is on the edge. This goes either way. Conan O'Brien Clueless Gamer segment. It's okay. the one where the talk show struggles through and pokes fun at the latest video games. It has become increasingly popular, so much so, some studios pay for their games to be blasted on these skits. Nice. And TBS is keen to capitalize on the success. Oh, oh, oh. they the, are pretty funny. The network is developing a standalone Clueless Gamer TV series that will go into production in February. With Conan? Uh, most of the details have yet to be hashed out. Here's where it goes to the other side. Conan would only executive produce the show, not host it. Then it's uh, they lot they lose. No, right? 
Green light or red light. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Getting excited. Yeah, really. Red light. <laughs> but one show that does get me excited, at least in potential, a reboot of the short-lived cult favorite TV game show, Starcade, yes. is on its way. <laughs> wait you know, till you hear it for who it's produced by. Shout Factory announced it has a... Shout Factory announced it acquired all rights to the early 80s series, which first aired on WTBS, now Watching TBS. that show now, that poor guy, he had scoliosis or something. Oh, yeah? I the, don't the, know. The, the, the host? host? Didn't he have... I hope he had something. If he was just like that, oh, he's all he's weird. Little, he's a little stiff. Oh, man. Let's <laughs> see what we got over here. What a, what a game. What a game this is. I'm going to play Frogger now. Billy's going to play he Frogger. He was certainly clueless to Here what the games Billy's were. Billy's going to play Frogger. It's a, a, a jumping game. You know, frog frog dodging traffic is what I understand. You know, Billy's going to go for a record score. High score right now is 18,000. 18,000 is the score he's looking to beat. There goes Billy on his first quarter. There he goes. Then he's jumping along. You can see right there. He goes, goes on the street. And then there's a river. And he's got to go across the river. He gets on a one log, two log, three log. He gets a fly. He got a fly. That was a bonus point. And then he what? He jumped into. Oh, he made it into a hole with another frog lady. So the hole with a frog lady gets you more score. That's a high score. Oh, he got hit by a car. You see a skull and crossbones insignia come up, indicating his death. <laughs> that, oh. that that sounds like Conan's. Yeah. <laughs> He didn't quite make it. It was close, though. It was close. What'd you think there? What'd you think about your run? Yeah. I didn't quite make it. <laughs> yeah, all right. Back to the podium. This is Starcade. Starcade is a classic game show from the 80s and pure nostalgic fun. We God, couldn't be I more excited it. to work with the original show creators to retro-boot Starcade for a new generation of fans, unquote. Is that guy dead? Stated uh, Shout Factory's founders in a statement. Original series creators James Caruso and Mavis E. Arthur are both involved in the revival. Starcade was the first ever game show to feature arcade video games that were exploding in popularity. The show featured players competing against each other to see who could get the highest score in one of five video games. Winners would walk away with bragging rights in a brand new video game of their own. Some episodes spotlighted a single video game, such as Dragon's Lair and the 1983 Star Wars arcade game. Shout Factory's announcement didn't reveal specifics on the updated format. Jeremy Whitnam, uh, Shout Factory's development director, says in the release, quote, I can't wait to see today's crop of celebrities, pro gamers, and esports stars compete head-to-head to find out who is the top player on the planet. God, you know, what, you know what would be amazing is to have the younger kids today play the old games that we grew up on let's have them try to figure that out with no instruction whatsoever now here, here's my worry i know there's like a series of youtube videos that do that sure like here's they, my worry is that it's just going to be modern games that everyone plays it's like everyone here's the three celebrities playing call of duty right and i like, can okay, no no thank you oh uh, he only he passed call of duty he just passed in 2014 at 83 Jeff Edwards was okay. the host of the show after the first 23 episodes, and he hosted it right until the end. Oh, man. We've only had two short seasons, so. Oh. But I, I yeah, I love Starcade. In fact, uh, not that long ago, I bought a Best of Starcade package, which involved a t shirt and stickers and oh, yeah. DVD set. And he did a lot. 
Good for him. Good for you, dude. Thank you. No. Oh. <laughs> yes, yeah, stickers, T-shirts, man. You got pneumonia. Went all out. You got pneumonia, poor guy. But I would like to see a throwback to playing some of these old arcade machines, especially forgotten ones. I would love mm. to see that. That would be cool if they do go hard retro with it. Yeah. I mean, that's fine to do some of the new stuff and so on, but like the bonus round to be... Uh, well, they can learn something from the uh, Omega Knots at Penny Arcade. Make them pay Bagman or something. That's what the Omega yeah. Knots... You, 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 you follow the Omega Knots at Penny Arcade, PAX Prime... <sighs> You, you Tell vol- me about the Omega Knot. So you sign up to be an Omega Knot, and if you get selected, you are put through the paces of video game trials. And so it's like starts off with like a group of 10, and everybody starts playing video games, and they get ranked on what they scored. And it goes game, 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 all the way, and they keep getting eliminated, lowest score mm-hmm. each round, until it gets to two for the Omega Omegathon, and the, the Omega Knots are the final two. Um and every time they try and get a more arcane, ancient game. The first time they did combat. The first like, game was combat like on the twenty six hundred. Okay. So they 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 you know pull the big curtain and boom, it's combat. I love combat. And now they've gone back so far as like these crazy old tabletop games where you have to spin tops at each other and shit and oh, knock wow. each other's balls. Oh, off. I remember oh, that. Wow. Right, right, right. They they do all kind of weird. That's terrific. And it's great. Yeah, yeah. So they don't just do video games. They do games, you know, and it's just, uh, man, I love Penny Arcade. Hey, Andy, maybe they have one of that that game you guys used to play, the throw the rock at the other rock. (laughs) Oh, I was going to say, so that's before hoop and stick. Yeah, that always always, uh, ended up being throw the rock at the other guy, though. Oh, man, you know, Uh, kids. That's how war started. Kids. (laughs) God damn it. Fucking kids. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Even back then. You can't choose your cave neighbors. No. <laughs> I I did play Mumble Pig when I was a, a kid. Of course you did. Yeah. <laughs> do you have all your fucking toes? I do. <laughs> Paul, that was oh, that was some that was some delivery right there. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Can you of imagine? all the people in this room who may have played Mumble, <laughs> almost, yeah, but almost. You, but can you imagine if you tried to break that out today, like Mumble Bag? Yeah, <laughs> you'd be shot. No, although what people the still fuck do Mumble Bag. Mumble Bag. My dad used to play it too. He was yeah. no brainiac. <laughs> you fucking get a knife and you balance it on your middle finger. Oh okay, yeah, as long as that. you can. And then the idea is to flick it. So that it will then tumble and stab into the ground below you. Yeah. That's Bumble you, you played it differently than when we did. Oh, please elaborate. <laughs> we uh, stood with our legs spread apart. Yeah. And we would throw it near the foot and you'd have to move the foot, your foot into where the knife hit. And then you keep going as your feet got closer and closer. What? How many foot did you stab? I don't want to play. <laughs> oh, I, wow. I have to know. How That's... many foot feet did you stab, Andy? I don't think I stabbed any. That's a... funny because I Paul... call bullshit on that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been around you. Yeah, really. I was very nervous about hitting somebody's foot. I right, would, I would yeah. go the other side rather than come near their foot. Yeah, so that's going to make you miss them. Yeah. It's funny, Paul, because you're, do you still have all your toes? Totally fit with his description despite right. your version of the game. Well, yeah. that was wow. the thing. I, I mean, I think there was an element of trying to get it close to your feet. Yeah. When you dropped it and made it stab in the ground, or or the, or the fact that it would fall into your foot, 
when you flipped a mm. knife in the air and it fell on your fucking. I'm just foot. So trying funny. to figure out the game angle. Because I remember mumbly, much of I mem- remember mumbly peg from March of the Wooden uh, Soldiers with mm. uh, Laurel and Hardy because mm-hmm. oh. uh, uh, Stan Laurel was really good at it. And part of the yeah, ways was. they fought, he always beat me. They fight the uh, the bogeyman attacking Toyland <laughs> was through mumbly peg. peg. He's like, but his was it's on the ground. You hit the knife, it spins up, and then you hit it. To hit another target, I think like there's a probably a hundred different versions of Mumble Deep. Yeah, <laughs> Let like me it. look to the up Mumble exactly. I'll bet you anything. Kids made it the whole "fall by your feet" rule, like because that's something kids do. Mm-hmm. Sort of like lawn darts is just throwing yeah, yeah, yeah. some darts on your lawn, but then all of a sudden it becomes you. You, you go stand over there, and I'm going to throw <laughs> this to you. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mumble Deep rules. Here we go. Oh wow! No, it doesn't. Mumbledy <laughs> is generally played between two people with the aid of a pocket knife. In one version of the game, two opponents stand opposite one another with their feet shoulder width apart. First player then takes the knife and throws it to stick in the ground as near his own foot as possible. Sticks near his own foot. Own foot. Ah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, give me some more here. What's going on here? What the fuck? Stop giving me the instructions. I always imagined it was like, Go. No. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Uh, Mumbledy Peg, an outdoor game played using pocket knives. The term Mumbledy oh, Peg game. came from the practice yeah. of putting a peg of about two or three inches into the ground. The loser of the game had to take it out with his teeth. Yeah. Mark Twain's wow. book, Tom Sawyer, Detective, recounts Mumbledy Peg as one of the boys' favorite outdoor games. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Uh, we have, okay, so if the player sticks the knife in his own foot, he wins the game by default. What? Although few players find this option appealing because of the possibility of bodily harm. No wonder you won so often, Andy. <laughs> See, you, you were you were you were supposed to be throwing it at other people. I, I knew it was the game was the game was you flip it and try and drop it between. Oh boy. The game combines not only precision in the knife throwing, but also a good deal of bravado and proper assessment of one's own <laughs> skills. Bravado, huh? <laughs> Mumbledy Peg, a game in which one contestant threw a jackknife as deeply as possible into the ground and another player tried to extract it with his or her teeth. There are many variants of the basic game. All one terrible. relatively safe version is a very similar to horse basketball. Here, the first player attempts to stick his knife in the ground using some unusual techniques, such as behind the back or off his knee. So this is the Laurel and Hardy move, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, If successful, the second player must duplicate the feat. In some cases, just getting the knife to stick at all can be the objective. But in others, the players attempt to stick their knives into the peg or as close to it as possible. In the variant known as Stretch... The object of the game is to make the other player fall over from having to spread his legs too far apart. That's the one we played. There you go. <laughs> the players begin facing each other the same distance apart with their own heels and toes touching and take turns attempting to stick their knives in the ground outboard of the other player's feet. If the knife sticks, the other player must move his foot out to where the knife stuck while keeping the other foot in place, provided the distance between the foot and knife is about 12 inches or less. 
Play continues until one player falls or is unable to make the required stretch. So you were playing Mumbly Peg Stretch. Right. Yes. Now that you've you described that, but they, we, they did play it the other way, too, where they're going between the feet. But the highly dangerous chicken variant is oh, the wow. opposite of Stretch. There we go. Here, one player bets the other how many sticks he will allow the other to make between his feet. The betting player then stands with his feet as far apart as possible, and the other player throws his knife into the gap between them. If the knife sticks... The betting player moves. Whichever foot is closer to the knife, where the knife stuck. Therefore, hitting as close to the center as possible is desirable to make the opponent's feet come close to each other with the least number of throws. The process repeats until either the agreed-upon number of sticks has been accomplished or the player refuses to go any further. Whichever player did not chicken out wins. The knife or the knife hits the betting player. <laughs> then the betting player wins. <laughs> Wins. Wins. Approximately having the distance between the feet at each stick. Five sticks is essentially the upper limit that still leaves the feet very slightly apart, so such bets are rarely made or taken. How old is this game? Oh, dude, it's old. Mumble pay. I mean, it's definitely pre-radio. <laughs> it might be Kids. pre Pre-dentistry. Don't revive this game. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Mumbledy... Pe- wow, Mumbledy Peg. So we're starting the first Geek Shock Mumbledy Peg Club. Yeah. Mumbledy Peg. No, don't. <laughs> now, in the middle of that, you can seem confused about horse basketball. No, I get okay. that. Okay. That I know. Okay. It's pretty simple. Yeah. You right. play you basketball, ride a horse and play basketball. Horse. Yeah. A horse. yeah. It's like polo. Yeah. With a basket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now Matt's giving me the stairs. The CW oh. has renewed Supernatural for a 13th season. Good God. That amazes me because it seemed like they were done last season. Series dates back. That show truly is Supernatural. Two years before the CW was actually called the CW. Right. It's the only remaining holdover Who's from, watching this from the network's old WB lineup. It has quite a cult following. It's amazing. It's- well, I guess the ladies like to flick yes, the bean. Yes, they do. Yeah. That's definitely a bean <laughs> flicking. Flick the bean. <laughs> bean flicker. It's a bean flicker machine. Bean flicker. <laughs> oh, God. Sometimes called the vestigial penis. <laughs> the vestigial penis. Flick the bean. Despite its age, Supernatural has remained a solid ratings performer for the network, with viewership actually periodically ticking up in the last couple of years. Ticking up. Flicking up. (laughs) Creatively, the show has managed to stay fresh over over these years. I'm sure that pleases the bean counters. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Yes! (laughs) Introducing new narrative twists and doubling back on itself to revisit old stories in interesting ways. The show was originally supposed to end after five seasons. Oh, my God. Supernatural was picked up alongside a host of other shows, including all of the network's DC series, Mm -hmm. uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and Jane the Virgin. Notably missing from the list of early renewals is the critical hit, The the 100, which I attempted to start. And it's, it's just way too young adulty. Uh, it's yeah. really targeted at a much younger audience. Yeah, it's, it's it's not that's not my show, but I hear it gets all real murdery as it gets on, goes gone. Damn it! <laughs> a little murdery. Eddie's out. Too murdery. Yeah, I, and I'm in. Where do I watch this? 
but yeah, no, Netflix. Uh, missing still the 100, iZombie, and the originals. Uh, freshman shows Frequency and No Tomorrow didn't even score back nine episode order and are effectively considered dead. I tried to hop into the second season of iZombie I, and I just didn't care anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed the first season, yeah. but it never went beyond that. Yep. I uh, I watched like the first couple of episodes of the second season and then we had to replace our DVR and then I got way, way, way behind mm. and now I have no idea where I'm at in the yeah. series. But yeah, it, like the urge to watch it anymore hasn't really changed. Right, exactly. Yeah, each story's different because it's different people's brains she eats, but at the same time, it's the same story repeated. You know, I don't know if the comic is exactly that way too, it's, or it's burn notice with zombies. It's well, it's you know, it's like <laughs> solve the mystery by eating the you know person's brain and then becoming them for a week ish. The CW is bringing Constantine back as yes. an animated yes. series. Aww. That's cool. Uh, on CW Seed, though, that's the network's streaming service. CW Seed? Yes. It's uh, free, though. Isn't their streaming service free currently, though? I believe so, it is. That's I where Vixen ran, right? I don't want to yes, know that's about where anybody's is. streaming Seed. <laughs> oh. It's on a bed in Russia. Not, not, not stream of Seed, Paul. Streaming Seeds. No, not a stream of Seed. Streaming service, comma, seed. Streaming seed. <laughs> I'm getting this this combination of screaming trees and the lightning seeds from the 90s. <laughs> Letters to Cleo. I like that. <laughs> uh, five episodes, each six to ten minutes long. Not... not my ideal Constantine story. That's yeah, long uh, enough to stream your seed. Have been I thought it ordered. was supposed to be 10, 10 episodes. Yeah, really. Any longer than that, you're going to chafe. Yeah. <laughs> Flick that bean, stream that seed. <laughs> Mazzola. Uh, but Matt Ryan. You call it corn. Yes. <laughs> Matt Ryan, who played the live-action Constantine, will be back to voice the character. Good. Greg Berlanti will be executive producer. Right. Berlanti already the EP on four DC shows, Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, Legend of Tomorrow. All 13 episodes of the live-action Constantine will be available on CW Seed. It'll be joining the anim- oh. it'll be joining the animated series Vixen in its second season. That's the same Vixen that appears in the live-action Arrow. Right. Also slated to debut on CW Seed is Freedom Fri- Freedom Fighters Freedom Fighters Freedom Fighters <laughs> Freedom Fighters The Ray. Specifically, the modern version of the character, not the Golden Age version, aka Happy Terrell. The Ray will also be Openly gay, which is the first for an animated series. Go ahead, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing about gay Ray? Stream your seed. Ray gay? Oh, no. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Flick that bean. Flick that bean. Stream that seed. So is this a free service? What can we... I believe that it is. Yeah. Everything that I've seen so far says that uh, that service is Everything you've seen of seed. That's what I seed. I um, hate it. I hate if it. If you their, download the app, app, yeah. Well, ha- when's the last time you looked at it? Because they've completely revamped it. They've since uh, well, that time that I bitched at you about it. <laughs> so almost a year ago, <laughs> something like that. But yeah, they've they've now revamped it for like uh, handheld devices, Xbox One. But do they still like run only it's got certain like, stuff? No, they have like all the back episodes in there now. Or at least they're supposed to. Cool. So you should have all the episodes of. <laughs> Supergirl, Flash, Arrow. You know, that's your Andy moment right there, Jeff, when you oh. say, blah, 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 or at least they're supposed to. It's like, I'm all like, all right, this is going to, oh. That's fuck. what the news article <laughs> I read said. That's all I can tell you. Uh, 
That's his version. I have not played around with it myself. It's almost Jeff. Almost Jeff. Well, it's at least it's supposed to Jeff. (laughs) A little more complicated to say than almost Andy. Almost Andy's supposed to Jeff. I like it. Stupid ass Paul. There we go. Three amigos. (laughs) (laughs) Grub Street reports the French company Paline is finalizing plans to roll out its self-serve pizza vending machines across the U.S. The company has been piloting one of its 24-hour pizza ATMs. one of those at Xavier University. At Xavier University. That's right, My the past couple months. alma mater. At least 20 different states have inquired about having these installed. The machines uh, start shipping as soon as this month. The machine stores pizza dough and a variety of eight different toppings in a refrigerator. When you order a pizza, it moves the proper ingredients over to a convection oven, flash cooks it. whole process takes less than three minutes. Wow. wow, it is quick. So it's That's, a microwave pizza. Yeah. Okay. Well, can that you build yourself? Well, it's a it's a flash bake. It's not a microwave. Yeah. Yeah. Get your but, uh, get your cooking right. Science, Andy. God, I remember like Did ten Paul, years Paul ago George at the nightclub and bar convention. I would. I haven't. They were they were doing something similar to that where like the it was all automated and that it would roll the the dough in, it would drop the toppings on, and then it would put it in a, a conveyor oven. It took about six minutes to go through. So. It's like they've shortened it down quite a bit. I wonder how accurate that topping drop is. You know, where you get like a big chunk of pepperoni at one corner. Right. Yeah, but I get that sometimes now with, you know, handmade pizza. It's like all well, the pepperonis. In the wrong place. All the pepperonis in one corner. That's how I ordered it. All right, gentlemen. We tried last week. Oh, what? Okay. Here what we, we try? We're going we're gonna to try it again this week. What's that? Let's do some red light, green light. Oh, ah, right. this is this is about the time scurvy and sepsis showed up last <laughs> week. Shut up! What are you doing? Oh my god! Oh no! Oh no! Ara will be patient. God damn it, Andy! All right, I have cast the gentlemen as heads of studios. They are going to either red light or green red light. light the pitches I give. Red light. Fox. Uh, red, red light. light. <laughs> red light. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Seriously. Next. Wait. Fox put a pilot order for a TV series based on Justin Cronin's acclaimed horror book trilogy, The Passage. According to Deadline, the project will hail from Liz Heldens, behind Friday Night Lights, and Matt Reeves from Felicity, Ridley Scott's production company, Scott Free Productions, and 20th Century Fox TV. Is there truth to the rumor that this is based on a very arduous kidney stone? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's based on the 70s book, Passages. Oh, God. The pilot will be penned by executive producer. You're welcome, cave people. (laughs) That's that's for you, Grandpa. That's funny. (laughs) 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 Me throw rock now. (laughs) You take knife, back foot. (laughs) Careful not to drop your cane from laughing, you old fucks. We know we got you in the fucking zing belt on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on to your goddamn suspensors and keep your dentures in check. Suspensors? (laughs) Suspensors. Suspensors. No, they're suspensors. No, that's a real night gallery shit right there. (laughs) Sign up ahead. Suspensors. What's it holding up? You. How do you keep an idiot in suspensors? Tune in next week. You old pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> the story of ah! the passage. 
is about an arduous kidney stone. <laughs> Starts up in the near future as, quote, a P is trying to happen. A character-driven government conspiracy thriller before delving into a post-apocalyptic world that's been overrun by vampire-like creatures infected with super-contagious virus. Beginning in 2016, the book was published in 2010. The trilogy of books, The Passage, The Twelve, and The City of Mirrors, covers a span of 93 years and centers on a six-year-old girl named Amy Belafonte, who is humanity's last hope. Is she yeah. Harry Belafonte's daughter? <laughs> Granddaughter? Dale! There you go, Grandpa. Harry <laughs> Belafonte. You like that one, you old sack of shit, you wrinkled bitch? <laughs> wow. That's for you, oldies. Andy, how can you let him talk about your people that way? That's kind of on target. Because <laughs> he knows if he talks shit, I'll look at him hard and break his brittle spine. <laughs> I got the osteoporosis wow. of the penis. <laughs> Things uh, haven't been right since he's got that. What's he got? This Joyce. 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 <laughs> I like how Andy remembered that. He was <laughs> Got like the Jenga version of a hard on. <laughs> he wanted to get some professional help, so he looked up Dr. Joyce Brothers. Oh God! Oh, there you go, Grandpa. I think she wrote That's passages. That's for you, huh? I think she wrote passages. <laughs> <laughs> she might have. Well, this doesn't sound intriguing at no, all. So I'm going to say red light. Sounds terrible. Red light as red well. Light. Red light. Which the Dr. Joyce Brothers or? Uh, Vampires. <laughs> Terrible vampire Dr. saga. Dr. Joyce Brothers guest stars on This Old House. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bob. You're welcome. You're welcome, Norm. I'm Dr. Joyce Brothers. Wow. Let me show you how this joist works. <laughs> joist. You want to apply a little bit of fluid to that joist? You get a moist joist. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let me uh, help you lift it up here with this hoist. <laughs> Ooh, put hoist, me in that hoist. Hoist the hoist joist. Hoist the hoist joist. <laughs> hoist the hoist joist. Bring out the mainsail. The worst pirate battle cry ever. <laughs> oh, God, pirates. Hoist the hoist joist. Raise the, the Jolly Roger. <laughs> Rawr. We're going to get you. <laughs> That's always the terrifying when pirate When did Piggy get here? <laughs> We're going to get you. We're coming to get you, Kermit. Oh, Kermit. Commodore, do you hear that on the wind? I don't know. What is that? We're pirates, Kermit. Oh, Kermit. Oh, Kermit. We're going to go get them. And we do what? What's the matter, frog? <laughs> Why don't you hoist the moist joist for fuck's sake? Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, Piggy. I, my joist is dry. <laughs> I've been in the water for a long time. We're on a boat, frog. Get in the water. Oh, okay. Oh, so oh my joist good. is moist. Put me on the hoist. Where my moist joist? Oh, no. I'm turning the cosmic ray. <laughs> <laughs> it's very close. It's hard. Yeah. It is. It's not far, yeah. They're, they're, they're close. So that's a red light across the board. Yeah, nobody wants to see that shit. <laughs> no. Moist the moist joist. <laughs> All right, red light, green light. Maybe this will be better. Okay. Greg Berlanti. Okay. 
Stick we me just on, that, talk, on that hoist. We just talked Foist about him. Foist me on the hoist for the moist joint. <laughs> the guy behind the Flash, Arrow, Legend of Tomorrow, Supergirl, will be working hand-in-hand with the 100 creator and showrunner Jason Rothenberg Uh-oh. to develop a new series called Searchers. The series will be penned by Rothenberg, will follow a brother and sister duo embarking on a journey 10 years after their parents died when they're forced to come together when they learn that their mom's weird and frightening stories may actually be a roadmap to the discovery of, quote, great legends, myths, and unexplainable mysteries from around the globe. Stop it. <laughs> Just stop it. Stop it. What is it? It's it, 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 it the same show. Guys. This lady has tattoos all over her body, and they're for a secret. <laughs> Guys, there's this book, and it's all about a secret. Guys, you know how there's, like, the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence? They got secrets. Fuck this garbage. Get this out of my fuck. Get this out of my fucking face. If somebody came to me talking this shit, I'd fucking hit them. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. you're not a violent man. I would drop a slap in they in they eye. So to be you like, you'd monthly peg them. So this oh. is the Da Vinci Crone. Yeah. Okay. The Da Vinci Crone. That's a perfect name for it. Oh, it's so, the so, boy's choice. So that's a red light from Paul. <laughs> yeah, red, red light here too. <laughs> I like Greg Berlanti, but this doesn't sound at all interesting. This sounds like the friggin' island in Green Lantern, Green Arrow, over and over. <laughs> Fuck it, green light. <laughs> All right. I just sold it with the Air Island, didn't I? <laughs> yes. Right. You know, one hundred green arrow, murdery, green light. Wow. You like one hundred? No, I no, just no. like murdery. Mm. <laughs> and the Arrow Island was my favorite part it's of that whole be series. All right. Old people get murdery. It's gonna be all old. So three reds. This and two no, green, it's huh? some brother and sister. Yeah, Actually, but it's all about the old that, lady. That, that's why I'm on green. I'm on red light because it's brother. Yeah, and you don't sister. have to justify your 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 opinion to this other executive over here. <laughs> yeah, your studio is by far making better movies than friggin'. <laughs> I did like when Matt was on here and he changed the game. Yeah, so it's a I did like when Matt was on here. He was changing the game, and he was actually arguing to the point. And, yeah. <laughs> they were, people were funny. It's true. It's like, Matt can change your minds in a flash, you dum-dums. <laughs> in a flash, too, the way he was just like, I don't know. I kind of like blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah, well, that actually is kind of. Green, 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 green. green, green. Yeah, yeah, I kind of <laughs> like that. No. So we need Matt's voice for Hoist the Moist Joyce. Joyce, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. So Matt holds the, the power the of sway choice. over the Tell famous Paul. Yeah, his voice will foist you to Hoist the Moist Joyce. <laughs> <laughs> so that was three reds, two greens, or I'm not sure where you were at. Yeah, Chris, I know. What's really? red and green combined? Purple? Blue, I don't know what I Brown. Am. Brown. What can brown do for you? Brown light. Brown, brown light. light. It's, it's probably a good enough point as any to point out that all these are being made, whether we like it or not. No. Yeah, this is all coming. <laughs> right. Always. Nothing you can do about it. Can't stop it. You know, and you, you know, go ahead. Do your thing. Just try and do something new. Well, maybe this new one will. Maybe. How about this one? What do we red, oh, oh. red light, green light. What's this? I Am Global Television has optioned Drew Madgery's fantasy novel, The Hike, to develop as a TV series. Executive produced by David S. Goyer, under his recently signed first look deal with I Am Global TV. Madgery will pen the TV adaptation, 
described by reviewers as Cormac McCarthy's Alice in Wonderland and the Phantom Tollbooth mixed with a game of Dungeons and Dragons. The Hike, published in August, is a blend of fantasy, folklore, and tropes from video games. The imaginative and absurdist adventure story centers around a family man who takes a walk into the woods of rural Pennsylvania, finding himself lost with only the path to guide him. A mysterious gauntlet populated by dog-faced men, sentient clouds of smoke, and a caustic talking crab that may be his only chance of getting back to his loved ones. Son of green. a bitch. Green on that green. one. Hell yeah. yeah. That's like <laughs> Adventure Time, the yeah. live action show. Yeah. You don't you don't need drugs for that. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. Sure, why not? Okay, now hold on, Paul. Serious moment. You said that's like Adventure Time live action show, mm. but you're, you're green lighting it. Mm-hmm. So when you say... Something new. Mm-hmm. How do you reconcile? Well, because Adventure Time, as dark as it gets, doesn't quite get Cormac McCarthy dark. <laughs> okay. And if this says Alice in Wonderland meets Cormac McCarthy, yeah, although, I mean, no, I say that. Adventure Time gets fucking dark. So does Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So does Cormac McCarthy. Green. That's right. uh, yeah, that's green, man. That's gonna be the only thing that worries me is the crab being like Sebastian. <laughs> I got a feeling that's I'm so sorry you lost. Look at these dog faced men. Oh boy, how about that smoke that can talk to you too? Crazy, I, wonder I know where the smoke came mm. from. I wonder. Oh, excuse me a minute. I got a friend here, he's yellow. And long, and he got dreads on his heads. Nah. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> hey, buddy, how you been? He's, he's scared hey, me at first. I'm Rasta Banana. Oh, I was a Losta in the woods. I thought I was going Joyce for a second. I was Losta Banana, but now oh, I've been God. found. Oh, hey, <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen Rasta Banana in so long. I know. I was Losta in the woods. I was Losta Banana. Old Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. Terrible. But now I'm back. Hey. I was a crab's voice, too. It was me. The crab's just a puppet. What up? Yeah. You gotta kiss the girl. That's right. Don't look now. She a big fat cow. You gotta kiss the girl. Sha la 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 la. Eat that shit. You gotta flick that clip. While you kiss the girl. <laughs> right, he got Jeff. We have our Jeff moment tonight. <laughs> Eat the booty like it's groceries. Hey. Set him up, Paul, knock him down. I don't know what it was, but it just it it popped into my brain as animated. And it just <laughs> oh <went>. man. <laughs> if Sebastian had been truly trying to tell him how to get the girl. <laughs> All right, one last red light, green light, gentlemen. <laughs> Sha la 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 la, don't overthink. Two in the brown, one in the stink. <laughs> while you kiss the girl. <laughs> Two in the brown, one in the stink. <laughs> wow. Ouch. Ouch. That's so an that's awful three. lot. That's nope. three. In the- <laughs> Two in the brown, one in the stink. Oh, I'm a crab. Now, if that's stinking, you don't want to go there. <laughs> All right. Well, I, even a crab. Come on, she's part fish. Yeah. 
You wonder where wait, the fishy smell comes if from. If she's part fish, can you flick the bean? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta flick the bean. <laughs> I don't know. With your fin. Rub that tail and flick that scale. Plus, you gotta deal with that long poo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did you see that oh, yes. fucking cartoon of yep. that? That was awesome. Ariel with a huge, long, strained poop. Oh my god! Somebody in Scoop Group put up the funniest fucking picture. Do you see it with all the Disney princesses? Oh god! Oh, I is it the one with the lo- longer you look at it, the stranger yes. it gets? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> look that, look that up, guys. Yeah. The longer you look at it, the worse it gets. Yeah. It's all the Disney princesses, and they're all just malformed in the weirdest ways. <laughs> god, it's funny. Apparently, oh. there's rules to being a Disney princess, uh, which I didn't realize. My daughter was talking about this because we we're talking about Princess Leia being a. She won't be. Yeah. Because one of the rules is it can't be a real person. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But there's a whole set of rules, and she was running me down. And it's like they have to be royalty. They have to be this. They have to be that. They have to be that. And Princess they actually have a coron- has to be royal. And they have to have coronation. They have a, they have, they actually have a coronation. A Disney princess. Yeah. Disney oh. princess oh, has okay. to be royalty. Oh, okay. okay, now it makes sense. For a minute there, I was like, "Wow, that's whoa, that's limiting." And can't be a real person. Can't be a can't be a real person. You mean like a live Princess action Le- character? Le- a live Prince- action, like they don't have live action. Leia isn't the real. Well, didn't person? they just negate that by yeah. making Beauty and the Beast live action? Yeah, uh, good point. I don't know what's going to happen with that. Yeah, Ooh, record that. scratch. Yeah. Yeah. Counter have you her seen point that, with that fucking doll? What? Which doll? The doll of Emma Watson as Belle. Oh, good God! No, she's got this big old head. She looks like hydroencephalic Belle. <laughs> Look, well, a lot of people are saying she looks like she looks like uh, Justin Bieber. <laughs> but to me, it looks more like Aphex Twin. <laughs> it's fucked up. I gotta see this. It's straight up window liquor shit. <laughs> window liquor. Before the show, I was watching this review of a toy of the Aunt May Marvel toy that they put out a few years ago. Oh my god! The, the one that looks like Gary Busey. Wow, that's, that's absolutely amazing. <laughs> Jeez, that sounds awesome. Oh, so that's what you were. Well, maybe he was Cacking the cheapest yeah. likeness right they could get. All right, last red light, green light, gentlemen. Here we go. All right. German director Fritz Lang's 1927 film Metropolis is being developed as a miniseries by Universal Cable Productions. Mr. Robot creator Sam Esmail is in negotiations to become involved with the project, (laughs) although whether to direct, write, or produce it, or all three is not confirmed yet. The original... He's showing me the picture of Emma Watson. Not as horrible as I thought you were going to say, but yeah, it looks really it's awful. Just way yeah, it out of, it's just way out of proportion. It's, un- yeah. it's uncanny valley shit what's going yeah, on there. It's yeah, it's just out of proportion. Yeah. And yeah, and you're right. And it it's pretty good likeness, but it's just too big. Yeah, yeah for it's the a doll. big head on a small bun. Yeah, it's, it's just, just weird. All right. The uh, original... Oh, the, come on it. The... <laughs> 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 you, do not, <laughs> you do not want to bring a black light into Putt and Paul's toy room. You get over to the He Man collection? What, what oh, a man. grudging expression of acceptance. <laughs> oh, come oh, on. Her head's a little too big for her body. Oh, come, come on. on. It. <laughs> yeah. Vestigial paint. Ah, come on. <laughs> Oh, what I took the, the clothes off and there's no features. <laughs> yeah, I'll come on it. <laughs> Good God, man. <laughs> 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 
and somehow the fish metropolis back out of this. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Let's hear it. Wonder how many listeners we lost on that one. Uh, oh no, there was gains. On that. <laughs> uh, the original Metropolis film, which was one of the most expensive of its time, took place in a future society where the wealthy led lives of luxury and decadence in giant skyscrapers, while the vast numbers of workers toil to run the city's machines far beneath them in underground chambers. When the son of Metropolis's ruler meets an angelic woman from the caverns, events are set in motion that also involve a vengeful scientist named Rotwang. Shut up. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Rotwang. Rot- <laughs> it's he the role you were joist. born to play. He needs a joist. <laughs> you got rank, wang rot, you just get a joist on that shit. And the iconic golden Ro- android he has created. <laughs> I wasn't born into this Rotwang game. <laughs> the Rotwang game chose me. <laughs> the original German production was not a hit at the time and severely no, edited down by its studio to make it more palatable yeah, to well, audiences. In Germany, Rotwang means something totally different. It means a bat's angry eye. The original director's cut is lost, but a nearly complete version was restored and released in 2010. I'll come on it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Metropolis was, however, acclaimed for its groundbreaking production design and special effects. No question that the look of the film has cast a long shadow over sci-fi cinema. Gentlemen, Red Light, Green Light, a 10-episode miniseries on Metropolis. Green Light. Green Green Light. Green Light. When did the original one come out? Metropolis? 27. 1926, I thought. Is it, is it long enough? Is that is that far enough back for you? <laughs> no, I'm just thinking why it wasn't a hit, because I'm just thinking of events of the well, time. It's, it, so, well, it's a silent on film. His way up, all it, that. The original cut was over three hours long. Okay. So back in the early days of cinema, your average movie was about 30 minutes to an hour long. Because it was more of a exhibition of what the technology could do. Plus, so when they started working in narratives and uh, you know actually putting stories to film, it truly was groundbreaking. So people were you know, I should say the producers were afraid that any longer than about an hour they were going to lose chafe. the audience right. and the audience <laughs> would just get up and leave. So. Actually, kind of fast. Plus, where are you going to find an organ player that's going to play for three hours? Yeah, exactly. That's true. Yeah, Yeah. fuck those guys. (laughs) It's also fascinating. It's uh, the first first ever film to have that whole wealthy dystopian poor. uh, Excuse me, a wealthy utopian poor dystopian. Uh, future. It's well, a, it's a great grandfather of Snowpiercer. The depression yeah. is still fresh in the minds. Mm-hmm. No, it hasn't started. It hasn't happened yet. yet. It's twenty nine. Well, oh, twenty nine. Yeah, okay. Two years before, so it's okay. things were too good. So they were like, dystopian future of torment. I'm rolling in the jack. I'm drinking <laughs> champagne for breakfast. And you also have my flapper this. wife fucks me on the reg. Get out of here with your boohoo business, Fritz You also Lang. have to remember this was in I'd Germany, on it. not in the U.S., so it didn't have the... <laughs> That's know. a sign of prosperity when your flapper wife fucks you while she's on the rag. No, on the rig. Oh, I see. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I heard rag, too. Yeah, we all yeah, heard rag. There, yeah, yeah. On the rig. Yeah. All the time. Oh, regularly. Oh, on oh. the rag. Uh, 
I don't know. I think now that I think about it, I like my version better. (laughs) (laughs) What do you enjoy on the rag? Write to us. Comments at uglycouchshow.com. Oh, I want to read those. (laughs) (laughs) Got a little... I mean, oh shit! Oh, I don't. The mind of Matt, dear penthouse. My name is Matt. I never <laughs> thought this would happen to me. My flapper wife was on the rag. I never and I won. End. Wait, Red Wings, really? And Shut my, up. my choice was never so excited. Yeah, my choice. My joist was erect. I was hoisted and ready. As was my brother's. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's some choice, choice, choice brothers, choice, choice. Yes, Doctor Joyce Brothers. <laughs> oh. And until next week, I am Master Dargo. I'd come on it. Eighties <laughs> Jeff, Commander K, Fact Check Andy, Maple Leaf Matt. We'll talk to you next week in Geek. Too bad. Well, there's I, the. No, I was gonna uh, say that there. Some of the Shock Monkey Layer people probably will not accept. I come on. I'd come on that as a, an expression of appreciation. Rightly so. From, from now on. <laughs> it's the new T-shirt, Geek Shock. I'd come on it. <laughs> it works nicely with "fuck you in the face." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and wavy line bird. There you go. I have a trend. That's I'm, it. Let me, for yeah, now on. I'm clearly shock. still on message. They have. Uh, there have been some requests for you to bring back the hieroglyphics, Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, we'll have to bird. do that sometime. <laughs> but you know, from now on, end your emails with uh, "I'd come on you." Wavy line, yeah, bird. wavy line bird. You and Chris script your cartoon yeah, with that. I, I can't wait to read these. That's yeah. Yes, <laughs> in the eye. <laughs> then that'll, turn your head sting. and say, the eye of what Horace? a tea party!" Yeah. Tea party. What? Tea bag party. <laughs> oh, what a lovely tea party is what he was oh, Thank you.